Yo, yo, I want to welcome everybody to Geek Salad. What up, GC? What up, what up? My name is Christopher Aye. Hey, we stupid. My name is Christopher Aye Quest. That's my homeboy, Big G, on the other side. We got a lot to cover today. We want to thank everybody who's been rocking with us so far. This is Geek Salad episode number eight. Seven. Thanks. Seven? Seven. Yes, it, seven. It, feel, it, just, it just feels like it's. We've been doing more than we've been doing, man. We've been grinding for y'all. This has been a labor of love for us. We're giving you everything that we got. Hope y'all appreciate it. A uh, lot to talk about today. You can follow me on Instagram at REAQuest. You can follow our Geek Salad page at Geek Salad Now. And G, what's your socials, bro? What up, man? Uh, IG is, uh, it's Everybody Calls Me G. That's G with two E's. And Twitter is uh, Panama Guy at Twitter.com. That, that, that. Alright, so we're going to jump right into it. We don't like to delay too much. We got all the technical ish out the way. Let's jump right into what we want to talk about. We had That's good right, news right. on yesterday from Sony and also Marvel. Spider-Man is coming back home. Yes, the prodigal son who had left Marvel to be owned solely by Sony, which made a bunch of comic book lovers and just lovers of hero movies in general, made them very sad. Turns out he is still going to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. At the end of the day, it seems like it just came down to money and mm-hmm. them not wanting to mess up their money. Sony owns Spider-Man. However, Marvel Studios has been making billions with a B off of Spider-Man and Sony has been getting a bulk of that money. So I think at the end of the day, they just decided why break something that's not broken and something that is making both studios a lot of money like an obscene mm-hmm. amount of money let's keep it going and mm-hmm. Spider-Man is back yeah and uh, I'm going to give uh, the, the people a, a bit more details just so we can play catch up so remember before uh, the deal was you know Marvel was getting like 10% and they was getting all of the merch and you know they wanted like so what, what marvel wanted was like a 50 50 share of the profits with sony sony is saying like no man like you know y'all already make make billions you know you know what we have is good in place and that's why they kind of like you know split like a you know divorced parents but now with the new deal in place uh marvel or disney they they now get 25 percent of the profits they still get to keep the merch, which is still kind of crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like Sony gets none of the merchandising, which is which is going which is bananas. You know what I'm saying? Then uh, Spider-Man can appear in one more Marvel movie. Then at that point, you know, Spider-Man reverts all of its rights back to Sony, which you know, I'm cool with that. A lot of people feel as if you know, like, hey. You know, we were like already expecting to see Spider-Man do his own thing, but in the end, Marvel has that formula of how to make a good Spider-Man movie. So, like he was saying, you know, why, you know, why break was not broken. In the same vein, you know, it is Sony's property, and I think that Sony has a better track record now. And hopefully they can learn what, you know, Kevin Feige has put in front of them on how to make a good, decent Spider-Man movie. 
But real talk though, what do you think is going to be the movie that Spider-Man will appear in next um, besides his own in the MCU? Ooh, that's a good question, bro. And to be honest, I have no earthly idea because from what Marvel put out a couple of months ago and whatever, I don't know, was it a Comic-Con or something? Some of it that Marvel had, was it? Well, Marvel didn't put it on, I don't think, but Marvel was, you know, one of the presenters there. And they pretty much laid out this slate of movies and TV shows for the next two, three Mm -hmm. years. And it was like a thousand shows and movies so like i don't know what right. Spi- i don't know what spider-man is going to be into i can tell you one thing that i would really i uh, want to see him in is the next venom movie which now that spider-man is back in the mcu i don't even know if that can happen so it's funny it's funny you say that because i i have seen some some rumors that you know spider-man can still appear in the next Venom movie or like vice versa which which in my eyes be dope to see it's just now you gotta get Spider-Man and Venom in the same city because remember Venom is in San Fran you know what I mean and it could work I mean honestly it could work it's just that I will hope that the CGI and Venom will pick up because even though the movie was like you know it's 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 a, a good bad movie. It made tons of money. Like it oh yeah. It made money to where it's like, damn, should I go see this movie? I mean, a lot of people <laughs> is watching it. You know what I'm damn, saying? Like, like you I've, know, one movie like that. What's up? I've changed in like how I evaluate movies. There was a time and you know what and it's now it's it's funny. Now I feel myself having to change back to what I used to be. I originally the way that I was, right? was I don't care what a critic said about a movie. I don't care what anybody else said about a movie. If it's a movie that I really wanted to see, I want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I started noticing the trend of movies that I initially really wanted to go see, but critics gave it a bad review. Right. When there's a lot of critics giving it a bad review, <laughs> it actually has ended up being bad, and I was, like, kind of mad I wasted my money on it. So then mm-hmm. I kind of switched it up and was like, okay, well, I... I do a quick Rotten Tomatoes and if like if it's universally panned by credits I'm probably just going to wait and uh, watch it on Firestick now that we got this whole slew with with Dave Chappelle's special coming out and it getting a negative review on Rotten Tomatoes okay so Rotten Tomatoes for me is out the door now forget Rotten Tomatoes I was like if you don't like that Dave Chappelle special me and you have nothing to talk about as far as what we find entertaining with tv shows and movies so now i'm back to the way that i was originally if i want to go see it i'm gonna go see it that being said when venom came out i did want to go see it but i don't know there's something on the inside of me was just like it's not gonna be good so i know they're gonna take away my my comic book my geek license my blurred card they're gonna revoke it all i still ain't seen venom yet bro thanks it's funny man like uh my son and I, we saw the movie, and, and again, honestly, from the way it looked, I had zero expectations of that movie, and, you know, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, it wasn't terrible, but then again, it wasn't great, it was just yeah. passable, it was just okay, you know what I mean, and matter of fact, man, have you seen Dark Phoenix yet? 
I have still not seen Dark Phoenix. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, have, I have zero desire to see that movie, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo, I, I see, think, and this I think is, this in is my thing, mind, man. We're, what's up? We're, we're nerds, man. Um, but we like the cool nerds. And then we're like, we nerds with like standards. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to go see something because I used to really love comic books when I was a kid. I still really like them now. It's I don't read them as much as I used to. But if something don't make sense, or if I really in my mind think this isn't going to be dope, I'm not wasting my money on it, man. Like, I, I might just, you know, catch mm-hmm. it on, on Fire Stick. Exactly. And, and that's how I feel too. Is I mean, now it's out for anybody to see, but still, I'm like, man, do I really wanna wanna waste my precious time on a product that really doesn't either move the genre forward or ends on a satisfying ending, or you know, almost telling a story back from the original, uh, the, the you know, the original trilogy. Of a you know the whole Jean Grey thing, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, it's just weird, man. Like like, X Men has so many stories, and I'm gonna get off of this pretty soon. Why retell the same story of Jean Grey being possessed by the Phoenix yet again? Why? Just why, Fox? <laughs> why? Right. But anyways, man, the Joker movie comes out, right? And uh, right. before the movie comes out, there's already a lot of controversy about the movie, of how it depicts violence and how it may persuade some people that may suffer from mental illness or or who has been abused to commit murder. You know, uh, some reporters who have, or some critics who have seen the movie has like either confronted Todd Phillips, the director, or Jaqueen Phoenix, who plays the Joker, like, you know, do you think your movie will, you know, uh, uh, have people believing that they can do this? And it kind of goes back to the age-old question of, you know, should should any type of entertainment or, or art be responsible for teaching people right from wrong? Even though this movie is a piece of fiction and and, and you know the, the movie may be more ground related you know what I'm saying but still the movie is based off of a comic book character a villain and a homicidal maniac you know what I mean so it kind of it's, it's, it's weird that how nobody has seen this movie but a lot of people on social media has has developed that mob mentality to where they want to jump on the newest thing to bag on and it hasn't been seen yet. So how do you feel about all of this controversy going towards this movie when nobody has really seen it yet? I think it's a little premature. I mean, first of all, seeing as how, like you said, it hasn't officially come out yet. Um, it's one of those things where it's kind of like almost a chicken and an egg type of type of deal. Like, okay, so the violence in the real world happened because somebody or a group of people are seeing something on um, on a movie or you know was it just the violence happened because people are naturally violent in the world and because people are naturally violent people made movies about it I, I tend to think it's the latter you know what I'm saying it's you know 
it, movies tend to hold a mirror up to society. Even movies that are based upon, you know, unrealistic stuff like comic books and villains. The main themes of the movie are still plucked from real life. So if the Joker has a lot of violence in it, and if it's violence by a person that's mentally unstable, well, guess what? That sounds like exactly what I see when I cut on CNN. And I see this person, you know, shooting up a building here, this guy blowing up a church there. Like, it, it just happens. It's like an unfortunate um, part of our society. Like, we wouldn't know what ultimate good is if there was no ultimate evil on the other end of the mm. spectrum. And that's just right. the society that we that we live in. So it's really up to the parents. If you're going to take your kids to see a movie like this, let your kids be older, you know, and have a, at some point have a conversation with them so they can differentiate between violence in a video game, violence in a TV show or a movie, and then violence in real life. Because in real life, there's no reset button. There is no you know, Wally Coyote falls off a mountain and then the next scene, he's perfectly fine. I mean, that's fiction. This is reality. You know, lives can be lost and once it's lost, it can never be, you know, found again. So, it's one of those things. Personally, I'm looking forward to just seeing Joaquin Phoenix in the movie just because he's such a great actor, man. Damn I remember, right, man. Yeah. yeah, when Heath Ledger uh, played Joker and then he died, I was like, I was just like, wow. Like, I've never seen a villain play like that in a movie before. And I was like, yo, if anybody ever is going to play the Joker in the future, they got, like, some big shoes to fill. Now, your boy, uh, what's the guy's name that played the Joker in Suicide Squad? Oh, man. Uh, the dude from Five Second to Mars. Uh, long-haired dude kid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't remember for can't the think his name. I know can't think his name. Yeah, I mean, he did a, a good job, but, you know. No, he didn't. It, no, it he was didn't. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was, didn't, man. Oh, he said, no, he didn't? Thought he no, he did, all right? Dude, dude. Okay, hold on. Was put, it? Hold I, on, I, wait, hold on. Let me ask you okay. this. Let me ask you this first. Okay. Is your beef with how that guy who we're, we're going to find out what his name is as soon as we finish shooting the pod? This is going to come to us. That's how it always works. Is your beef with his acting in that role or is your beef with how the writers wrote the character Joker like they kind of just made him like this this punk bisexual rock dude who would put a gun to your face like it's like how they wrote it is it the writing of the character or was it just how he acted the character out alright I'm gonna tell you like this right the writers write the script the writers okay. don't tell the actor how to play the character that's up to the actor. The no, they do says, though. That's, but, uh, that's wait, the director's job. Wait, brother, 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 man. Wait, hold on <laughs> Jared, a minute. Jared Leto. His name is Jared Leto. That's it. Boom. So boom. Writer's <laughs> right. Director okay. directs saying, hey, in this scene, you got to do X, Y, and Z and give it this tone. The actor, the actor is, is responsible of being that, bringing that character to life. So okay. the way that he portrayed this Joker, it it wasn't. Granted, we have seen some great versions of the Joker, you know, over the years, ever since like the the seventies, right? This version of the Joker, to me, well, his version, I should say, it there was nothing really, really, really fun to see. He just played a bleach skin gangster. That was it. 
<laughs> who came in with these weird, weird lines like honka, 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 like, oh, come the fuck on, man. You know what I'm saying? Or it, it's, it was just so, matter of fact, it was really cringe, cr- cringy, if that's a word, to see him on the yeah. screen playing this iconic character. He didn't make it enough to where it's like, damn, you know what? I like the way he is portraying his version of Joker. The whole tattoo thing, like, again, he just played somebody that, you know, maybe that was heavy in tattoos, bleached her skin, and that's that's a gangster. That was it. There, there was no, no difference between any other, you know, gangster that may be in a John Wick movie. You know what I mean? But back to what you're you right. saying, though. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You are right. But the thing about it, the tattoos, his lines, that's all the writers. That has nothing to do with his his portrayal of the Joker. That was what the writers came up with. Because it ain't like you got tattoos like that in real life. They put that on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think your beef is more with the writing and how the character was written than his actual performance. But, all right, all right. This is the thing, right? So... If I wrote a script <laughs> for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, boom. If I wrote a script for you saying in this scene, okay. you have to say this, this line, right? Or these, okay. these couple of lines, you right. just got to say it. It's still up to the actor on how he has to say it. You know what I'm True. saying? Or how he acts yeah. out that scene, his acting. And I kind of bring it back to the director. Because also the director has to say like, hey, for this scene, I want you to act crazy with what you're about to say. You know what I mean? I, I think I think everybody involved yeah. in that project, man, just 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 didn't give respect due to that character. So much so that you will never see that version of Joker again and for good reason. So hey, I hope that Mr. Phoenix does his thing apparently you know he got like a a standing ovation at some type of you know movie festival so i got tickets to go see it on tuesdays so you know next podcast uh, i'll let everybody know how it turns out yeah i hate you for being able to see it early the funny thing about it i was off friday on yesterday and i was like yep i'm about to go see the joker movie see what's up with that and then i was like wait a minute there's no showings for some reason oh it don't come out till next friday i was like thoroughly mm-hmm. pissed off so mm-hmm. i just like caught up on uh, on power are you caught up on power no man i uh ah. I, I haven't seen last 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 sundays but i already got spoiled about half the show no, oh yeah, don't so. say nothing. Don't say nothing. I haven't seen the okay. last one because I was two weeks behind. I saw what happened the week prior to last week. Right. So I gotta okay, catch cool, up on that. Cool. I probably do that. Well, okay, right. well, that's cool, man. So... I guess on the top of the shows, man. You know, we got uh, we got Jack Ryan on Amazon. Yo, shout out! Look, I'm on this. Let me give you a silent. Not a silent clap. That doesn't make any sense because definitely can hear it. Let me give you You're this right. claps for finally seeing Jack Ryan. I was listen. I was late to seeing Jack Ryan because it had already been out for like months. The season was already over for months when I finally saw it a couple months back. And I think you said you just started watching it this week. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. 
man, listen, yep, yep, yep. that show is great. Ever since 24 went off the air, I'm like the biggest 24 fan like <laughs> of all time. Love uh-huh. that show. I mean, love. I could just watch, been watch seasons after seasons of it. Ever since that show went off, I've been looking for like a replacement type show. Um, Homeland kind of was good. You know what I'm saying? In that, yeah, what am I talking about? Homeland was really, really good. I think some of the seasons weren't as strong as other seasons, but overall, Homeland was a good show. But to me, since 24 has gone off the air, Jack Ryan has been the best, like, counter terrorist espionage type show that I, I've seen. And I can't, I, I can't wait for season two to come out. What, what were your thoughts on the season? Mm. I think you said you haven't seen the whole thing yet. Oh no, man! Uh, I finished the season this morning, right before the okay. podcast started. And yeah. brother, let me tell you, man, yo, that is a great damn show. I gotta give it up to Amazon, to John Krasinski, and everybody involved in, in that production of that show, man. Like it, it kept you, it kept you on your toes. Like, 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 no lie. Even in scenes where there was no action in it, just the. Uh, just to who's who and and how they're gonna do this this, this act of, of terrorism. Like man, everything was just was just done at a great pace. And the best part about it, it was done in eight episodes. So it wasn't long like a, a regular like a Netflix series of like thirteen. It was just eight sweet episodes, no filler in none of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sweet episode. Yeah, man. I, I think Yo. I think eight eight episodes is like a good sweet spot because at that point you got no time for filler. It's just every every episode has to connect to one another, make sense, and move at a good pace. Yo, to me, this is already almost as good or better as Homeland. Because in Homeland, I kind of fell off the rails of it. You know what I'm saying? But but dog, man, this show right here. Dude, thank you for putting me on to Jack Ryan. I looked at an Amazon. I'm like, eh, I'll see you later on. And then this one day, I'm like, you know what? Let me just go, you know, check it out because you know Chris said, you know, it's a good show. And damn it, man, it is a damn good. It's show. It's a great show, man. Really good. In fact, um, I want to say like, um, I can't. I'm not gonna put it above Homeland just yet, only because. It's only been one season of Jack Ryan because it's, I mean, it could be a situation where, and I don't think it's gonna happen, but you never know. What if season two, season three is like subpar compared to season one? Now, like Homeland, the best season of Homeland was season one. You know what I'm saying? Where you have Brody coming back and like he's yeah. big. In fact, I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch Homeland season one again. Homeland season mm. one was so good, man. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Brody oh, yeah. coming back, but then. But then they killed Brody. And it's like, when Brody died, like, I felt like the show just went downhill from, from that point in time. It was still good, I but it won't like it was. That. Yeah. Yeah, it won't like it was, you know, that first season when Brody was still alive. But, um, but talking about Jack Ryan, man, yo, John Krasinski, who is, I want to talk about that a little bit. I don't know if it's just, maybe I'm only realizing it now. Or if it's actually a thing. It seems like actors who more or less have been considered just comedic actors in the past mm-hmm. are getting shots at like serious roles and really knocking it out of the park. I don't know if that's something that is, is like a, a phenomenon of now or if it's always been like that, but I'm just noticing right. it now. Like 
John Krasinski's doing his thing. Um, what's Bill the guy's Hader. name on, on that show? Barry. That actor. Bill Hader. Bill Hader, really good actor. Yep. Serious mm-hmm. or funny, like he can do both. Um, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Oh, yo, we got side note. We got to talk about Dol- Dolomite. Dolomite about to come out. Oh um, yeah, brother. In the next few mm-hmm. weeks, I think. But yep. um. Like, you've always had people who can do both. I think if you're talented enough, you can do both. But I want to say now, it's just, it's more people are doing it. Because I remember, like, back in the day when we was coming up, we had people like Robin Williams. And Robin Williams, obviously, comedic genius. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. I want to say he's won an Oscar for his, like, serious portrayals, too. He's just that talented. You know what I'm saying? Right. Obviously, Mm -hmm. somebody like a Jamie Foxx can do both. Oh, um, yep. But I, I just think in modern times, man, it's like, you know what? You know what it may be? It may be just because there's so, there seems to be so many, much more content out there. Because you got, you know, all the TV shows that are on regular broadcast TV, but then you got all the TV shows that are on like Netflix, like Netflix originals mm-hmm. and Hulu originals. And that's in, in conjunction with all the movies you get from coming out of, you know, major Hollywood studios that are going to the actual theaters. So I think maybe it's more opportunity now, but I want to say like back in the day, it was more so, especially if you were known for comedy, you kind of get typecast, you know, whereas today I just think if you got, if you got the talent, man, you could do comedy or dramatic roles. And that's a good point too, man, because I mean, I'm just thinking of all of the actors, like, you know, for example, uh, 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 Steve Carell, you know, he was known for comedy, then exploded, you know, with serious roles. Paul Rudd, uh, who else, man? Even Seth Rogen, to a degree. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of these actors now that can do both turn out to be some really dope act- actors. Like going back to John Krasinski, who would have thought that he would not only star in, but direct his first movie, uh, The Quiet Place, and damn... To this day, I, I am still in awe of how of a good job he did on that movie, and and I am so thankful he's coming back for a part two, which which matter of fact just finished production uh, this week. So you know the Quiet Place what? Part Two will be coming out, man, in like the next year or two. So yo, man, uh, again, hats wow. off to one uh, Mr. Krasinski, you know, for you know get get up. Oh, matter of fact, too, and then we can't forget. Ah, yeah. And then you know the key and peach, the, the key and and pill show, and now he's doing these you know horror slash uh, uh, sci-fi shows, man. And, and yo, it's like I'm loving the uh, the the dual performances of these apps because, as you were saying, it gives us the consumer just just more just more content to you know just to enjoy. I agree, man, and I really think um, I think stuff is just with the way social media is and the way that creators of content like this is this is your time to shine. Like if you know how to create content, whether it's big budget or whether you just a dude working out of your your own house, like you can create some things that are really dope. Like the, the take it over to the comedy world. Like you actually have a lot of comedians. Who are older who don't mess with social media at all and like they kind of 
get on like the the younger cats who are getting on by you know streaming these like uh 30 seconds minute and a half long videos on youtube and instagram and who are becoming mm-hmm. famous because of that it's like rather than just congratulating them and seeing how you could get on to that because that could really boost your brain it's like they complain because you know like when they was coming up in the 90s or whatever or the 80s on social media you know what i'm saying it's like why i never understood that whole concept of why are you complaining about somebody who has it easier for you because last i checked if you were a person who's a pioneer you're supposed to go through the hard times so the people coming up after you can have it a little bit easier and now if you could actually bring the thing full circle and mm-hmm. actually take advantage of it yourself you know what i'm saying look at kevin hart exactly. i mean he has like a, a trillion <laughs> a trillion instagram followers so you're telling me mike epps can't have an instagram and have a few million followers within like maybe a year or maybe less than that you know what i'm saying that's more stuff for you mike but you want to talk about the young boys that's stupid that's stupid right, that's free right. money free advertisement man exactly yep you, know you gotta you know give it up man i mean you know too to those people to to use the creativity man and within that short amount of time and get known off of it it, it may not be you know that the old school way of getting in but hey man get in where you fit in get them bags player you know what i'm saying that's right As a matter of fact man uh you was telling me about about snowfall but I still have not been able to watch that show yet. Oh, gee, you messing up. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Yo, Snowfall is like... um, It's the young West Coast 1980s version of Breaking Bad. That's, that's okay. what Snowfall is. Mm. Snowfall is like... It's really dope. It's funny because like I hadn't... I didn't really know much about Snowfall up until like maybe I say a month ago. Um, one of my boys yeah. on Facebook, I was scrolling through my timeline, and he was like, "Yo, Snowfall is like the best show on TV. It's better than Power." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "What? Better than Power?" And this is like a month ago. This when Power season six was just like you know kicking off, and everybody's like really excited about it. I'm like, "Let me see what this show is all about, right?" So. Um, you know, go to my little bootleg website because I'm not paying for cable. Uh, I'm just not going to do it no more. I fired my cable company about four years ago. I will never hire them back. I enjoy saving that money. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, from the first episode, I mean, it really takes you in. So it's based in, I want to say, South Central LA, like in the early to mid 80s, like when crack was really starting to jump off. Mm-hmm. And it's just, okay. it's just really expansive you know what it is it's it's a little more grounded than say power is power is like it's kind of like almost like empire man you know what i'm saying it's like empire without all the fluff and a lot more cursing and a lot more violence you know what i'm saying but it's still like drama like i feel like it's certain elements like that you would see in a soap opera in power whereas snowfall is more kind of like Breaking Bad it's more grounded in, in real life it's a little slower paced less mm-hmm. uh, in fact I'm not even gonna say less there's no monologues at all ain't no character talking to himself having internal struggles it's just a bunch of bad right. stuff happening to these people that's trying to make money and it's very entertaining the way that they have it 
um, setup. So I saw the first two seasons and I'm looking forward to season three. I think it's coming out. Well, I know it's coming out next year, but I'm not sure at what, what point in time. Okay. That was up. Matter of fact, man, um, speaking of Breaking Bad, have you seen the trailer yet for El Camino? I have not, sir. You saw it? Oh, man. Let me tell you, right. You know that is uh, it's, it's, it's called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. And basically, it picks up when where uh, J.C. Pinkman leaves that, you know, his, his cell from, like, the white supremacist. And now he's on a run from the feds. And, you know, people love Breaking Bad so much, you can already hear, like, the grumblings of people constantly, like, oh, they can't, they can't strike gold twice, or, matter of fact, three times, because, you know, they did a good job on, on Better Call Saul. But, man, the way that this movie is turning out, looking at the trailer, dude, I'm all for it, man. It, this, this looks like, you know, this could wrap up how how Jesse breaks away even though Breaking Bad ended on a dope note like it's it's probably one of the best endings of a show period in like history top three or four of all time right but I'm really I'm really wanting to see how this movie kind of like tells the story of Jesse after the shootout you know what I'm saying so whenever you or the audience gets a chance man and if y'all have netflix go check out the trailer it's on youtube uh i think it comes out next month in like the next week or two so i can't wait to see that joint man no me neither bro um so it's, it's definitely coming to netflix yes sir oh okay, yeah coming to netflix so okay so have they confirmed it yet or does it even go over it in the trailer if walter died or didn't die Bro, he is dead, dead. Oh, he ain't coming back. <laughs> he did. They kind of, okay because in the show they kind of left it open for interpretation. Kind of. You know what I'm saying? Right. But nah, they they confirmed that he is dead, dead, and that J.C. Pinkman is out is, is has has escaped. So you know, you know he. I mean, hey man, he was the one making. You know, he was still making the blue meth for the white supremacists. So you, you know, the feds want him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's we can we can only assume what's going to happen, but the way that it looks already the the look got me hyped. I just hope that the writing follows as well. I'm ready for that, bro. I'm ready for that, man. Uh, switch it up a little bit. Uh, as of right now, so it is September the 28th, around 3:30 p.m. Eastern time. While we are recording this podcast uh your boy kanye west has not yet dropped his album <laughs> now there was already listen i already knew this was gonna happen so i didn't i didn't bother staying up last night to midnight just to to like you know see it maybe like you know catch a couple of songs here and there i, I just right. went to sleep because i was like you know what it's not gonna come out when they're saying it's gonna come out it's already got pushed back like two or three times so I was like, when they, when supposedly his publicist said it was dropping midnight on Friday, with technically you know mm-hmm. Saturday morning, 12 a.m. I was like, eh, I'll just wait for the morning to see. So I get up around nine o'clock this morning, Saturday morning, go through my phone, mm-hmm. look at to see what new music has dropped, Google Kanye West, and just like I thought, it hasn't dropped yet. 
Yo, so like, let me tell you where I'm at with Kanye right now. Because me and Kanye have a complicated relationship. Me and Kanye is like, mm-hmm. I love his old stuff, but the stuff he's he's put out the last like few albums have just been like all over the place. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, um, and it's like I, to me this album, right? What was it called? I think Jesus King or something like that. The name of the album. Yeah. It's like to me, it's going to be like this is going. This is like the turning point for me with, with Kanye, right? If if this album ain't fired the way that I want it to be fired, <laughs> I don't care if a billion people love it. I'm done with any new Kanye West. I'm just I'm done with it. The only Kanye West I will listen to is the old Kanye West. Like, what are what are your expectations of it? <sighs> Man. At this point, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Oh man! If he comes out today, if he comes out next year, I don't care. I mean, I still haven't played his J album, and I refuse to. But he was on that shit, you know, uh, earlier this year. You know, acting like a coon in front of uh, Trump. Right. Even though you know he was dropping some gems, but his personality kind of like got me off of the the Kanye train even though we always knew he was a narcissist but to be a narcissist and to align yourself with somebody who's just just as like you but who has actual power over the people or how you you know it's 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 a whole thing that I don't want to get into but with so much music coming out now I don't care for a Kanye album like, like honestly, uh, shoot! Since yesterday, I've been playing the baby new album. That joint is dope. Uh, Kevin Gates, you know, Kevin Gates always come out with like some good bangers. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, shoot, man. The way that I feel about Kanye, I still play all of his albums uh, uh, up to uh, what's that joint, man? My Twisted Dark Fantasy. Which is an underrated album, oh, but it's, yeah. it's, it's so damn good. It's fire, bro. The Yay album, yeah, Yay album. I haven't heard it. I, I did. Uh, you didn't miss nothing, bro. I played that through. I played that thing okay. through. That's hard to say. Played that thing through like twice and was like, I'm done with it. He just he's too right. too left field. Too left field. Yeah. You know what though? And then you know the uh, you know what, let me, the Pablo album was was decent. Pop, it was decent. I think the pro- but see, you no, know, this is the thing. Like with. With the life of Pablo, I think the production was off the chain, but like his lyrics was kind of subpar. So I mean, that's the that's the Yo. thing that kind of turned me off to that album because like you look at like a song right. like what was it? Um, I think it was the first song on the joint um, with him. It chance the rapper was up there. Um, Ultra light beams. Ultra light beams. It's like that thing was dope, mm-hmm. and then. Oh yeah, and Kurt Franklin was up there. I'm like, yo, who else can put Kurt Franklin, Chance the Rapper, and Kanye on a song? And it, like, it just all fits, man. Like that thing, like right. that thing took Sounds me. To, that thing took me good. to church, man. It's been plenty. Of, it's been a yeah, couple man. of times where I was like coming back from a lounge and had like a few drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just feeling right, blah blah blah. And this song come on, and I just like start praising God, like in the middle of the car. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like. That, that's right. dope and it took me back to like the old Kanye when he was like uh, when he made Jesus Walks and was like yo it's his dream to like have people in the club you know what I'm saying 
talking about you no know, Jesus walks and thanking God like in a in a club though. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not right. something you hear. Like if you're a person to go to church, you know, your club Saturday night, you know, wake up, you know, maybe get a cup of coffee and then you'll go to church. But like when you're in a club, you ain't thinking about nothing like that. But Kanye through his his genius, and he is a musical genius, you know, you, there's no denying that blended these sounds yeah. and blended these people together to make like a dope song and then to do something similar with the song with um with Swiss Beats and who else is up there? Swiss Beats and somebody singing what's that joint with Swiss, Swiss Beats? Um, I don't, I to everybody remember. that know me best I feel like me and Taylor Meister assets. I made that famous oh yeah yeah I remember that song talk yeah. that talk man Yo, that joint was dope. Oh, Rihanna, I think it's Rihanna that's up there. And like how that how the beat changes at the end. I mean, that's just that's like that that is a masterpiece to me. The production. Unfortunately, the lyrics ain't up to par with some of his older older projects. And I know Kanye doesn't always write his own stuff. So I'm like, yo, with all these dope right. writers you got on your staff, there's no excuses, bro. You got freaking Pusha T. You got exactly. Saha the Prince. Saha the Prince is nasty. Saha, yeah. Saha is nasty. A monster. I'm like, um, yeah, your lyrics should never be so far. So I don't know. It's a, uh, like I said, man, like, matter of fact, I was going to say, man, he, he needs consequence back in his corner mm, because the, the first three albums you can feel his his influence yeah and and kanye's raps you know what i'm saying and then and then too like with somebody like pusher and Sai high right there next to you man you better have them guys you know write every damn song you got because you know it's going to be lace so so dense with metaphors and triple entendres and some clever bars, man. But you know, Kanye is not on that no more. He's he's trying to relate to the young kids, man. And I'm I'm like, no, we love you for what you gave us. You you don't need to chase trends. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing what you've always been doing because remember, every album from Kanye has, has always sound different musically, but he would still give you some dope ass lines and bars too. Nowadays, not so much. Right, and really, yeah. To, to tell you the truth, if it wasn't for Kanye, right, there wouldn't be a Drake. There, there would be no lane for somebody like a Drake because Kanye. If you remember, Kanye came out during a time where it was state property. It was G. Thugs. It was G unit everywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, yo. Know, that's if you rap, you better be on some thuggish stuff. Or like we don't trying mm-hmm. to hear what you got to say. But Kanye came out with polos and backpacks and flipping his collar up and Gucci this, Gucci that. And but he was talking about like, you know, black empowerment. And he was talking about like, you know, yeah, college. I'm college Life. and I, yeah, I'm super I'm superficial, but I'm superficial because my like my hood made me this way. I don't always want to be this way. You know what I'm saying? There's a better way for the black man. Mm-hmm. And I think people respected that. But then it's like on top of that, like he won't completely like you know, Talib Kweli on the track. He also was like, you know, girl, what's up? I'm trying to get some draws. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a, it was right. a balancing act. Yep. Kind of like a Tribe Called Quest, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but then like, he just went into, completely into left field. Now, the the kind of like, play off that a little bit, I, this is the reason why right now, my favorite rapper out, rapper slash producer is J. Cole. He's number one on my list right now. Let me tell you why he's number one on my list. Listen, listening to, he's such a wordsmith. 
And I feel like everything that he, unlike a lot of rappers, I feel like everything that J. Cole says, he really feels it. And it's either really happened to him or happened to somebody that he knows. And he doesn't, like when he talks about other people, he doesn't always name drop, but he puts enough in the song that you know who he's talking about. So when he had that song, mm-hmm. False Prophets, in the first verse, he was talking about Kanye. Now he was talking about, yeah, you know, I fell in love with your music. But it's like, now you're doing all this extra stuff. And it's like, I'm listening to your old stuff, knowing you'll never top it, false profit, like whatever. I was like, yo, that's so right. deep. So can you imagine like coming up and you wanted to be a rapper and a producer and you coming up in the early 2000s and you see somebody like Kanye, like, yo, Kanye is dope. Like he's doing all these great instrumentals for everybody else, but he's also taking instrumentals himself and making these dope classic songs. So that being your inspiration, because, you know, J. Cole, he does both. And it's like to see Kanye go from that to kind of, especially after his mother passed, I really want to say that's like a a big tipping point for him. So now he's kind of just like putting out this super artsy fartsy, I don't get what you're saying type mess. And it's like, you know, like, come on, bro. You used to be kind of real. And it's like, now you're just on that art art house nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Come back. Come back to us, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yo. Matter of fact, man, um, on the same vein of J. Cole, I know you heard the new Gangstar with J. Cole, right? No, I have not. So, have not. Primo was able to find some vocals, put it on a beat, you know, so we're hearing Guru rapping again, a, a, a wrestling piece of Guru, but the song does not sound dated. His vocals sounds, don't sound dated, and J. Cole was on it too. You know, and J. Cole said, like, this is his last future ever. We'll see how that long, how, that, how long that lasts. That's what he said? But yo, J. Cole did his thing on his primo beat. Mm. I'm talking about, man, he murdered that joint. I'm about to check so that out, bro. It's, yeah, man, it's it's just so good to hear another Gangstar song for you. So for for a lot of the people, you know, Gangstar was like a prominent rap group back in the, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, and then you know, Guru, the um, the, the the rapper of the group, passed away some time ago. But man, it just sounds so good hearing a dope ass Primo beat, Guru doing his thing, and J Cole putting that the extra cherry on top. Yes, J Cole is my dude, man. Like. Is this is stuff? You said what? He's dope. Oh yeah, very dope. It's um, he's just so real, man. Like, and I like for a time, like, okay, so go back a couple of years. I was having this argument with some of my friends, like, yo, who's your favorite rapper? Who's the best rapper out? At the time, I would have said Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? And you can still right. obviously you can still make that argument. And to my friends who were saying Nah, it's J Cole, I was like, mm, yeah, I think. Kendrick Lamar is a little more uh, creative, but J. Cole is is so consistent and like it's like he doesn't go anywhere. Like Kendrick, and I'm not mad at him. Like I'm sure Kendrick is, you know, I think he just recently got married about you know a year or so ago, something like that. Uh, I think he had a kid, right. you know. So I mean, I understand it. I mean, yeah. if I was in this position, I probably take would take breaks too to be with my family. But it's like, dang though, ain't no freestyle you got out like. You know, ain't nothing, no feature, you know, featuring on nobody, John. Like, we just, all we got is your album you dropped a couple of years ago. Like, J. Cole, on the other hand, he'll drop his album, but then you'll see him, especially this past year, you'll see him feature on, like, everybody's song. 
and like yo straight knocking him out the park right i will say this to be fair though mm. i i didn't care for his feature on um big crit's new album i i didn't care for his feature at all yeah, yeah. i was like ah man i was looking yeah. forward to that joint and then i was like when i got it i was like ah. <laughs> but i mean you ain't gonna you ain't gonna knock all of them out you know here's what it is of course, man. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, shoot, for the past year or two, man, he's been he, he's been more more visible than ever between albums. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel good. I mean, like if, if J Cole was was to was not going to make no more music album today, I'd be satisfied with his career so far, man. I mean, he gave us a classic. He gave us some some some, some good albums, some good songs, some dope features, man. It's like. Yeah, J. Cole deserves to be at the top of his class just because of the quality of his music. Not not so much quantity, because we know how that goes. You know, you can bang out songs every single week, but if if they don't stay in, in rotation, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? So definitely, yeah, man, definitely gotta quality, give it up to, to J. Cole. Quality over yes. quantity. Definitely. That's right. All right. Hey, one more thing real That's quick. Right. So let me let me just throw this out there, right? What is your favorite J. Cole album? Mm, oh, it's gotta be um the uh the, hold up. We got the first joint Friday Night Lights. Now, are we counting just albums? It's just albums. Or mixtapes too? Just albums. Just albums. Um the Park Hill joint. Is it called Park Hill? Forest Hill. Or that what's the album? Man? Forest 2014 Forest Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a good. That's a good choice. You know what I'm saying? I, I, listen, I would say. Yeah, oh, definitely. Without a question, like he went platinum with no features. Like, yeah. that's that's rare, rap. Uh, I will say this though. I think my actual favorite J Cole is Born Center. And like for for okay, so when Forest Hill Drive first came out. It's like I was. Oh, this is my new favorite J Cole mm-hmm. album, and it was for a while. The thing about it, I had never heard One Center though. It's just one of those things. It, it fell through the cracks with me. I don't know how, but it did. And like, so I didn't hear right. um, Born Center for the first time until like maybe last year. So nah, year before that. Yeah, year before mm-hmm. that. So 2017 okay. the first time I heard that. So now that I have both albums and I can compare the two, I would say, Yo, Born Center is my favorite album for them. It's close. It's real close. Okay. Yeah, Born Center, man. Yo, that power trip. It's been a with minute. Miguel, I have been... Oh my god, that's like one of my. That's, oh, yeah. That's my favorite J Cole song. Period. I just, okay. Yeah, it just. I got you. Hard. Okay. Okay. I mean, um, I haven't heard that album in a while, so I need to go back to it. But um, I do love his uh, his work on that um Revenge of the Dreamers three album. Like that joint right there in itself is crazy hard, and the songs that that he's on, he's doing a a, a, a damn good job, man. So yeah, yeah. Forest Hill is my favorite. Born Center would be like my runner up, and then you know everything else is just it goes like back and forth. Right, right. But the last joint he did that um that KOD, it was like eh. it wasn't bad. It was, it was good, okay. but it's like. It's, it right. was kind of like the tone of it was like dreary. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
like it won't depressing, but it was that level right above depressing. Like I was like, you know what? I can't listen to this like all the time. Like I listen to certain individuals. I don't think it was depressing. I don't I, know. I, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I think I think he was trying to show everybody how he could do the same thing that the young kids could do with that type of flow with the raps now, and that's and that and that same type of like bounce as well. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that album was to show everybody like, 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 yo, I can do this as your favorite little rapper, but I can do it better. You know what I'm saying? Like I can give y'all substance with this type of style and bop. You know what I'm saying? So I see where he was going with that, but I think he was he he was more at home on the Revenge of the Dreamers album. Like that right there is like you know pinnacle. J. Cole on features doing his thing with like some you know new up and coming rappers. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have and, to listen and, to that joint. In his yeah, lane. Man, you got yeah. to, man. Yeah. Especially the first track. Yeah, man. It's just so you. many songs, bro. I don't know what it is. Every time I like try to listen to an album and got a bunch of songs on it, it's just like, you know right. what? It's it's the I blame it on the, the age we live in, man. Like my attention span for music has gone like way, way down in the past couple of years. It's like if I pull up that, your album, your album got more than like say seventeen songs on it. I'm like, oh my god, I'll probably just get intimidated and right. like just not even <laughs> listen to it for like a while. Like I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to go ahead and wrap it up. I mean, you know, I... is there anything else you want to talk about? Okay, get cool. everything. Now that's it, man. I think I think we get everything out the way, man. But um, you know, I'll let everybody know. Uh, next week when we uh, well, when I go see the, the Joker movie like does the controversy really give the movie any type of gravitas you know what I'm saying words. so you know we'll come back next week man and we'll wrap about that no doubt no doubt so I want to thank everybody for listening this is Geek Salad episode number 7 you can uh, again you can follow us on Instagram at Geek Salad now and you can follow me and my personal Instagram at Quest. G Follow me at, at everybody calls me G. That is uh, G with two E's. Uh, and on Twitter, I'm uh, I, I go by Panama Guy at Twitter. And yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>